0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Real Talk with Ben podcast. I'm Ben and I have a very special guest today and it is my father. Hey dad. Hi. And <laughs> as you can probably tell, he's he's a lot like me or really I should say I'm a lot like him, but I'm super excited. Dad's going to be here. We're going to be talking about uh, different things in, about his life and really where he is now. Because he is an old man, Uh, no offense, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But whatever, love you, Dad. Uh, But yeah, and if you're new to the podcast, uh, this podcast is really focused on really what God has done uh, in my life, and maybe even things I have an opinion about, but also what uh, God is doing in the lives of others. And so, I really want this to be a conversation podcast somewhere where somewhere where someone can find some encouragement and some uplifting. Uh Yeah, encouragement So, uh, super excited for today I am not normally uh, snug this tight when I'm recording um, Legit, Dad and I are like three inches from each other And we are sitting behind a table by two walls So this is going to be a tight, tight squeeze So Dad, don't yell too loud Okay, so Dad, you're my father, correct? Yes, I think Wow, thank you for that encouragement. Um, so, Dad, tell us a little about what, where you were born, kind of like, kind of just a background, just to get the conversation going, where you were born, uh, what kind of like your growing up uh, life was like, and just, yeah, those kind of details.
1: Well, I was born in St. Louis, Missouri. My dad was in the Army. And then uh, we moved to, uh, after he got out of the Army, he moved to Bluffton, I lived in Bluffton for a little bit, and then moved to Finley and grew up in Finley.
0: So, With that moving a lot. Now, did you, for anybody that doesn't know you, did you grow up, you know, I've been raised in a Christian home since I was, you know, a baby. I remember always going to church, being in church. Now, what was that like for you growing up? Uh, you know, with that mindset, I guess, of, um, did you have that kind of feeling like I did growing up where everyone took you to church and that such?
1: No, we didn't go to church yet that often. Uh, Christmas and Easter maybe and some other times, but not very often. So what was
0: it I mean, I guess what was it like to just have I guess now you look back on your life and, and now as you're you know, change we'll get into the, the what really how you came to know Christ, but now you're looking back, you know, at your life, what do you wish would have changed if you're looking at, at now compared to, to compared to then, I guess, compared to now?
1: Well, you know, I'd just rather ahead. Uh, my parents uh, raised us in a Christian home, but we didn't, so things were a lot different. And growing up, uh, Dad was always trying to improve prove things for us that he didn't have when he was a kid, and uh, he uh, uh, tried to um, raise us to, to, to know, know what's right and wrong, but he didn't really have a biblical stance, and uh, so we just did things on our own. We didn't really have uh, Christ, uh, as an example.
0: So now you grew up with two brothers, yep, right? Yep. So two brothers, uh, which one's your favorite?
1: No, I don't have a favorite, I guess. Okay. Uh,
0: <laughs> um, so with growing up with two brothers and going through middle school and high school with not really having any knowledge really of Christ or, or who he was, I mean, you've heard it, but not really having that, how'd that affect you? Uh, in those rough years of when you're going to middle school, as I remember, and high school, how that how that affect you in that sense? Well, of the frame? you're
1: trying trying to fit into the crowd and and do the things that they're doing, and so you did maybe stupid stuff you shouldn't normally do, and and getting in fights or whatever, or or uh, or doing the wrong things or seeking the wrong things, and trying to please people and not and not uh, and not God.
0: Yeah. So now, how did how did now, how I'm, you know, I've heard it because I'm a son. But for those of of people listening, they're probably like, "Wow, sounds like a really sad, sour childhood and middle <laughs> school and high school." But how did how did God start getting a hold of you? Um, was it in high school? Was it in was it in the college realm? Or, it or how probably was? wasn't
1: really till college, my freshman year. I mean, I was uh, always turning to the wrong things to get approval and drinking and whatever else and doing the wrong things and seeking. Uh, glorify self and not God, and then I got saved in college in my freshman year, um, in uh, March of my freshman year.
0: So, how did that happen? Tell a little bit about how that happened. How did how did someone you know? Because you went to Bowling Green, how did someone at Bowling Green kind of get a hold of you? What was that whole story like?
1: Well, I I was a I was a, a freshman that uh, uh, was into partying and having a good time and doing all the things and not really. Uh, tackling too much of the um, uh, schoolwork like I should have been, and and then God got a hold of me through the, a group called the Navigators. They were uh, one of them was on our floor, and uh, he shared the gospel with me. Uh, a friend of mine I met up at college. He got saved first, and then I got saved. And it was through the the Navigators, which is a Christian organization that works on in military and the college campuses and sharing the gospel with others
0: and you know i know for myself going to a christian university at cedarville you know you don't really i guess there are people that aren't saved there are those those people that you meet but for the most part people are saved and and people have a good knowledge of christ now how how hard was it you know as a as a christian to go from you know from that partying perspective where you have all these you have all these friends that you'd made through everything but what god was doing And you have all these relationships all these friends all these you know even your parents back home you have all these that were built on without christ how did that affect you (laughs) now going into now being like okay i'm a christian what were those first few months first few years really like
1: well it was a a struggle because you had to separate yourself and you're you're constantly surrounded by secular things in the in a secular situation um I mean, at Cedarville, they don't—the uh, girls don't lay out in their bikinis, sunning themselves <laughs> along the side of the road like they do in college campuses. There's always those temptations and all that kind of stuff, and there's always partying and stuff. But I was able to separate myself for the most part from all that stuff, and and uh, and got involved with the navigators, which taught you to read scriptures, and you got in quiet times, and uh, did uh, verse memorization and stuff like that, and had, had a, we met every once a week and. Got together as a big group, and then we did fun things, Christmas caroling and stuff like that, and 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 did all that for the uh, the time I was at school.
0: So, what would you say to? You know, we'll continue with your story in, in a bit, but what would you say to those college students that maybe are listening now that are maybe Cedarville students, but then even uh, not, not even just college students, but really uh, young people, especially that are are struggling to either they've been saved and they are are now you know, going to college or they aren't saved and they're trying to figure out what's up with life. What, what would you say that during that experience that you learned that, that can encourage them and that can, you know, challenge them to understand that God is, is what he says he is.
1: Well, it depends what you surround yourself with. You surround yourself with the wrong characters and the wrong temptations, and you're not going to struggle. and, and, And I didn't say I didn't struggle um, in college, but you got to work at building those friendships that are with saved people and try to reach out and and touch those lives of the unsaved and sharing the gospel. We did a lot of cold turkey evangelism, and you went out and knocked on doors and didn't know if the guy was going to be drunk or sober or whatever behind the door you knock on. And so you did that kind of thing and and, uh, totally uh, uh, shared the gospel or whatever, or you you built relationships and starting out and uh, who you surround yourself with and how many times you get in the word of god and and uh, spending the time in the word of God and spending time with your friends and uh, and 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 doing the positive things and not the negative things
0: yeah that's it's really cool and I, I for some reason Dad, when I was thinking of uh what <laughs> you said cold turkey i feel like the way you described that was like playing Bible roulette, instead of with a with a bullet and a gun. It's it's with who you who you see in the in the realm of sharing the gospel with. But I think that's kind of interesting. You know your story, and I think for all young young people, especially Christians, I think that is so huge. I think I think that easily we could just be. Um, Living in that life that, that we need, that we don't need to be because of just our circumstances and who we surround ourselves with. So my, my next question is continuing kind of with where you're going. So after you graduate college, what kind of happened from there as, as you're going into adulthood uh, from that, per, that point of view?
1: Well, I graduated and then got my first job in uh, Urbana, um, Ohio and, and, uh, uh Got involved with the Youth for Christ, and then uh, uh, your mom was involved with that, and that's how we met. And uh, one thing led to another, and we got married, and then uh, it's been the rest has been uh, history, you might say.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so then, you know, Jared and I came along years later. But, you know, so <laughs> I, I've mentioned this before, but I think I kind of want you to explain it. What was it like for you with mom's family being? Just you go ahead and explain the differences between the two families and get your perspective on what it was like between the differences between the two sides of the the spool, I guess.
1: Well, mom, your mom's side uh, were, were, for the most part, they were all saved and, and uh, going to church and doing all that thing. And, and my side of the family didn't do any of that. My brothers and both are like to drink, drink, drink alcohol and do all that kind of stuff. And. They got involved, and there's no church background in their families, and and they try; they don't really, you know, put an emphasis on that. And none of the cousins on that side know Jesus or anything. Uh, and my dad, and as, as I think, understands and knows, and I think has accepted Christ, and, and knows and understands now, and later in his life as he's getting towards the end. But uh, there was none of that, and so then I marry your mom. And, and in uh, that side of the family, there was lots of Christian uh, things we did. We, you know, the family celebrations were all, all family, family celebrations. We 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 always go to church every Sunday, and, and same we, church, really. Yeah, we did that every Sunday, and so you know, my side of the family doesn't understand that, doesn't have that understanding, and they don't understand what it is to be. Uh, christ-like
0: so what would you say for um i guess i guess for for i guess better term is um is how how would you help maybe some of these um, new couples i mean i know for myself i have a lot of friends that are that are Um, married and stuff what would you say you know I guess now that we've kind of gotten to that point is what would you say to them maybe that are um, married but they haven't really found a church or maybe they've married someone that isn't a believer I I mean what what do you say to that point of view that uh, I know that it, it can be tough and especially if you don't find a church early on what I don't know what could happen but I'm sure you have some insight on that
1: well the first thing you got to remember is not to be yoked to the unbeliever, because in that in the yoke is a is a is the tool used to tie the two animals together, and the the one that uh, can pull the other one away. And because when when you're yoked together, then you become as one, and then you're pulled in that, that direction. So you got to try to make sure you're finding a a, a a the person that is God's chosen for you, and it's not uh, necessarily a uh, um, wrong to be single and uh, it's not wrong mm-hmm. r- right to be married so mm-hmm. you just you, you've got to make that choice and then you've know you you've got to be in the word of God and, and as a family and, and be in the word of God and, and be in prayer time and finding a church find the local church to get involved with and stay involved with that and, uh, be an example uh, around work uh, work at uh, uh, sharing the gospel as much as mm-hmm. possible and because uh, 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 we're only here to do a, to do the job of sharing the gospel not really anything else uh, um, whatever's in the way of causing you to do that you need to get rid of that
0: yeah, yeah and I, I think that's awesome because that kind of goes into what last episode was about uh, go check that out uh, my last episode was about you know missions and stuff like that and I think that's a great segue I think dad you're a genius at segues great job uh, you know he I think segues are you know that's just fun because you did a good segue, Dad. Good job. I don't know why I'm stuck on that, but you did a good job of segwaying into what I want to talk about next. As usual. Uh, stop. Uh, <laughs> but
1: <Ooh>. stop.
0: <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> this is what I deal with people on a daily basis. But, uh, you know, we were talking about, you know, you had us and, you know, you kind of went into the coaching realm uh, a little bit and then you coached us. You know, and I, I might touch back on that, but I really want to focus on, you know, I, I mentioned the last few times about missions and about what um, what that meant for my, my own life and what, what that's meant for many other people. And so I want to know for you, because you weren't always into the mission, I think, side of things. Um, you know, I know the story, but how did you get started into going to Hungary, you know, eight years ago? which is a long time ago, eight years ago. Um, what kind of got you started into that mission realm, and, and what does missions mean to you?
1: Well, uh, we were in church, and we had our, our, our missionary came in and spoke to us. It was uh, uh, Latsy Kadar and Sandra and the family, and they came to speak to us uh, and share their ministry, and they were asking for people to come and share in the ministry in, in Hungary and i'm not sure exactly what year that was that that all happened but it one thing led to another that i planned to get, i think they came in 2011 and i planned for the next summer which was 2012 to go and and uh, made the decision and talked to some people made a decision i've never done this before so i said well how do i do this and uh, how do i get involved and plugged in and they uh, plugged me into the uh uh some different people and um i uh I went, was scared to death. It was, uh, was uh, fur going by myself, uh, nobody going with me. Went and, and um, uh, uh, knew God had put me there and went and did uh, football. Was, uh, I knew I could coach sports and I knew I could speak English and I knew the Bible and I was saved. And so it was just a fit that I knew God was telling me, yes, you need to go, and I went. And I've been going back uh, since 2012 every year. And this marks the ninth trip. Hopefully, God willing, this summer will be trip uh, trip number nine.
0: And uh, as I said earlier, what what is missions? I know now that you know you talked about it. You know you went for you know the past eight years. You know God's really put it on your heart for you. What what is missions? You know I've talked about it last episode. What is missions for you? And what do you hope everyone gets from the idea of what it means to to have missions in your life?
1: Well. Being a missionary is not necessarily going overseas. It's going to be your mere neighbor, or somewhere around wherever you happen to be, and and and, and where you're, where God places you in life. Because every uh, opportunity to go is uh, is is there to go and uh, to be the the Christ example wherever we go. Uh, uh, we're only visiting this planet, and we're to mm-hmm. be sharing the gospel uh, wherever we go and wherever where God places us. It may be in a job somewhere in some state, new state, new city. Or maybe a new neighborhood, or maybe the new job he gave you, um, the neighbors that are around you, to go and um, just share the love of Christ with them, and to share uh, the gospel, because uh, uh, there's no other way to heaven but through mm. Jesus.
0: Yeah, and for you has has gone going on. Uh, you know, I talked about how you know going to Hungary for myself has has changed my perspective on many things, has changed my life in many ways. And, you know, in fact, now I'm going to be a missionary. Um, How has Hungary and going on a mission trip every summer changed your perspective, not only on, on missions, like you said, but also maybe even on your life as a, um, as a Christian, how has, how has that changed you uh, consistently?
1: Well, it's given me an appreciation for being in other countries and and uh, seeing how Americanized we are and, and how we need to change our thought patterns and realizing that what we know as, as Americans doesn't necessarily mean that's what they know and, and to um, go on a different field and it's allowed me to try to um, uh, uh, tried another field. I went to Israel once on a mission uh, to coach football and thought maybe God has opened that door, but that door has not been opened and Hungary continues to be open. Uh, he's given me a desire to want to learn a language, and and I'm learning that, but it's slow, and I've just got to be more consistent in it. But it's given me an appreciation for uh, another culture, and and how different they are than than our culture, and that what is different there is is uh, really it, you know, Christ is the same everywhere that's not different but how you approach it in another culture is a, a big thing because here in America we're spoiled and over there you're not
0: yeah and and you know I, I've I've said this many times that when you go to another country you learn about yourself um, in many different ways and, and I think spiritually especially when you go to we're life hungry and you, and you spend your time there and you and you're always, you know, doing something for God's glory. Um, I think a lot of times that we think we're going to be the, make the difference. And I think Dad can Dad can both attest here that I, um, uh, <laughs> I think more more or not, you're the one that gets changed. Um, and so so with that, you know, Dad, I, I want to know for you as a um, I guess is. Someone that has walked through life in, in many different ways and has gone through some some difficult things. Um I guess I I just want I wanna know, like um, for you, what has been the biggest thing that God has been teaching you um maybe in, you know, the last five years, ten years, um that has really that God has used that to really, you know, help you grow um, both as a, as maybe as a father, as a friend, as a brother, um, but more importantly as a as a son in Christ.
1: Uh, just to have uh, faith that uh, God will provide whenever He d- does, and He'll do it when His timing and not your timing. And um, sometimes our, our faith is not very strong. Sometimes our, our our walk is not where we think it needs to be, and and it's it's hard sometimes. Um, and just take the opportunity to to when you have the chance to share, to share. And, and don't be afraid. And you know, here in America, we're afraid to, to share our testimony <laughs> and gospel. But don't be afraid that uh, there's people that have got to hear and there's people that are willing to hear and want to hear and that, that there may be somebody you don't know what that person is going to hear and is going to affect their life. Uh, my life has ever been changed by all the friends that I've acquired over the years and and uh, some have, have turned away from the Lord, but others have, have, have stayed with strong with the Lord. And I just uh, uh, pray that that continues and that uh, things continue to grow in that area.
0: And that's that's awesome to hear. Uh, You know, for me, it's it's a little different because you know, even sitting here, you know, talking with that, like I know a lot of these stories. I know what what God has done for him, and and but sometimes it's refreshing, I think, for anybody to hear it. And so, um, I guess now I kind of want I want to. I guess before we move into some other topics, I want to I want to hear for you, Dad. What are, what is some advice that you you can give to people out there that might be, um, maybe going through a tough time or maybe, um, struggling with with who they are or, or those kind of things. Um, what what, are, what is some of your advice to to those kind of people that are that might be struggling.
1: Well, there's always uh, people out there that are struggling the same way you are, and or there's somebody that's struggling. Maybe not be a bunch of people, but there might be some. And uh, uh, take the time to, to open the Word of God and to spend time in the every day in the Word of God. Uh, I know I do my quiet times in the morning. I can't start the day without them. I need that in my life, and and uh, I need to start sacrificing more things in my life that are getting in the way of of uh, of of my walk. Uh, I need to to remove those things that are that are destroying my walk or taking my walk and me down a different path. And, um, I need to spend more time studying scriptures and memorizing, uh, uh, different things and, and reading more books and, and, uh, and just being encouraged by other Christians and spending the time uh, with other Christians, uh, find either from, for men, find men to spend time with and for women, find women to spend time with and, uh, have somebody that keeps you accountable uh lets you know when you're doing wrong and help you through your struggles. I'll pray for you, help you uh, uh, with the struggles that you might be going through, um, and just to, to uh, continually be in the Word of God and not just to read it on Sunday mornings and pick up your Bible on Sunday mornings only, but pick it up on other days of the week. you got your cell phone that you can load all kinds of things on and have many multitudes of Bibles and everything, and, and there's other things, and and uh, just to, to study. And to spend the time to take the time, get involved with Bible studies. Um, and I'm, i know that's a big, been a big thing in my life is to do that.
0: Yeah, that, that's so cool. And I, I think, I think dad pointed out a, an interesting point there is the idea that you're always consistently trying to find people or trying to find people that you can associate with that will help you grow. Um, and I, I, that's true for my own life. I think when I went to Cedarville, I struggled with that at the beginning, like I shared. But I think now it's a lot easier to understand and you grow when you know you have people around you. So with that, I want to kind of switch switch gears a little bit. More of just a conversational gears, I guess, uh, if that makes sense. But, you know, my dad, you're a deacon, right, at church. Yeah. What, what would you say right now uh, in the church Without getting too uh, too crazy or you know not all I'll love here, by the way, I'll love here on the real talk with Ben podcast. but um what would you say is something that you've noticed uh, not just in a local you know our local church, but maybe just churches all around the world what what are you noticing that you know because I, I'm just a young guy, sometimes I'm a little naive to things. But what are you noticing in this in this world of Christianity that that kind of scares you? Um, in the sense of where where we're going, right
1: well, things are going to the point that uh, they're letting society determine what their what their church beliefs are, and that uh, societal pressures are more important than than uh, 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 sticking to the Word of God and that the Word of God is the utmost authority, and uh, they base their decision on uh, on what society says is right and not what the Word of God says is right, and that there's a lot of a lot of uh, Christians that have become very liberal in their social beliefs and thinking, and it's allowed to permeate into the rest of their 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 lives. And and uh, the word of God is inerrant, and uh, there is no error in the word of God, and that the word of God says what it means. Um, the world is full of uh, sinful behaviors that they're trying to justify into the church, and that has no place in the church. If it's against the word of God, it's no place in the church at all, zero. I will stand my ground on that. I will have no uh I will have no change in that that part of my thought patterns. That if the Bible is against it, it has no place in the church.
0: Yeah. And I knew I knew he would go there. Uh that's my dad for you. Uh he is one of those guys that um for me is uh he's always been this way. Um and I love it, you know. And like, you know, I said earlier, you know, we're here um, to, you know, really just share from, from what is true. Um, you know, if you believe that, you know, Jesus died for your sins and you believe that there is a place, uh, in heaven for you and you accepted him as your savior, then yes, we all believe the same thing. Um, but I think, I think what dad's trying to come across here is that you can't be a, you can't be a Christian to when it feels good. Um, am I on the right mm-hmm. right point here? Um, you can't be a Christian when the times get tough and then you start praying again. Um, I, I think, you know, Dad, correct me if I'm wrong. You can jump here at any time. But I think one of the biggest things is um, maybe in young people, too, is that we let our world corrupt our belief system. Um, mm-hmm. we start bending towards things that we shouldn't bend towards. Um, and my dad and I here, we love everyone. Uh, we're not going to stay here and say that we hate someone for this or that, but what we do believe is that whatever the word of God says is true. So if that means that, you know, we're, we're talking about something that is, that's hard for you to hear. And, and if, and you know, I think like what you always used to tell me. If you're listening to something and it you can't listen to it anymore, maybe that's God saying something, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if it if it's hard right now for you to hear, um, if it's hard right now for you to hear what Dad and I are saying, or maybe you know, if you know the topics that we're trying to say, then maybe that's when you have to look at your own life a little bit. Um, because Dad, I, I I trust that you're you know you're not trying to put anybody under the bus. You're no. just saying how it's what's true. And yes. Um, I don't know. Help me out here. Am I on the right track there?
1: Yeah, you are. Uh, you know, the Bible pretty clear about certain certain aspects of of the world, and that uh, uh, the the world uh, people, some people want to only hear what their ears want to hear, and they don't want to listen to what the truth is. And sometimes the truth is going to cause a, it's going to cause division amongst friends and family, and it and it does.
0: Uh, and with that. How, how is it hard as a leadership in a church like you are? Um, is it hard? It, do you notice these things even even in the local church? Do you notice these these divides? Like how, how has that affected how you guys go at, you know, trying to um, relay the information that God wants you guys to relay, but then also respect um, those kind of things, I guess.
1: Well, you, you have to. um have a pastor that's in the word of God and teaching from the word of God and and that's how that's done um uh, a lot of times is it's um you have to um uh uh just uh look at what's the what what's being taught from the pulpit is the pulpit being is it being taught wrong is it being taught right is it correct and that's what you have to, to base your, your 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 viewpoint on uh a lot of times we as Christians get caught up in some uh, the wrong thought patterns about certain things. We have to be open and and be able to to adjust and to a different different things. But we also have to look and discern: is that thing scriptural or is it not scriptural? Is it something that's going to cause a, a division in the church? A, a, a little sometimes little things can cause divisions, and you don't you don't realize that. Um, but you have to fight through the things that are, are going to cause division and just um, uh, uh, decide whether it's worth bringing that up or it's a, you know, is a, is a church sign worth having a fight over and losing some people in a church because they can't agree on a church sign or can, can't agree on a certain topic within the church or doctrinal position, what do they have struggles with? And you have to look at all those things and, and determine uh, what your viewpoint is on those things, and and have uh, 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 you can't be dogmatic about a lot of things, but there's a lot of biblical things that you can't be dogmatic about, and, and very discerning about the biblical things. Uh, sometimes there's things that are put in there to not necessarily that are biblical, but that are to help you to maintain your biblical focus. Uh, you can't uh, stray from that. Uh, sometimes there's certain issues that are within the churches themselves that uh, um, one church believes a certain way and our church believes another way. But the ultimate thing you need to look at is that church promoting Christ and as they, they are promoting that the only way to heaven is through Christ, that there is no other way to heaven other than through Christ. Uh, mm. And you have to look at that yeah. and, 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 and make a viewpoint upon that.
0: So if I can wrap up that, your your couple of spiels here of, of, of a couple of things is is one, you say if, if they're believing the Bible and they believe that it's inherent, that's that's the top, probably number one reason, right?
1: Yeah, it's inher- yeah. inerrancy of the word yeah. of God.
0: And that, you know, you're not making the world a part of your church doctrine, really, right?
1: Right. You can't uh, go by social uh, direction. You have to go by... Biblical direction,
0: yeah, and I, and I think that is that is so true. And and I and I want to. I really want to reiterate. You know, for all of you that are listening, I, I I this is real talk with Ben. There's a reason why the real talk is in the name of of my show. Um, it's not to uh, sugarcoat things. It's not to. Um, it's not to do anything like that, it's, it's really not, um, that, that's just, I I don't know what to say. I think for me, it's, uh, that's just, uh, yeah, I I think that's the best I can say, right, dad. I think I, we just want to be real with you. And if that means that you have to be hard nose about something or you need to be um, true about something, then that's what you're going to do. So I think my encouragement through this and why I wanted dad to share this and, and share who his heart is because I think sometimes we we lose sight of of what we need to do as Christians. And if you're not a Christian, you're hearing all this and if it scares you, it's not trying to scare you. It's trying to show that there is one way to heaven and there's one way only to heaven and that, that's Christ. Um, too many times I think we have the idea that there are more than one way to get to heaven, or there's more than one way to be a Christian. Right, Dad, there, there's one way. It's mm-hmm. what the Bible says. Right. And so my uh, encouragement for um, all of you out there is that you sit down and you really think about what, what you are living like and where your faith is, and, and but more importantly, are you allowing the world to be a part of your faith, or are you allowing your faith to stretch out to the world? Because like my dad said, and like I said last episode, being a missionary is not going overseas all the time or going to another state. Being a missionary can be right next door. Being a missionary can be, honestly, just talking to your neighbor, mm-hmm. or even... Your coworker. So I wanted I wanted Dad to share this, and I wanted Dad to get in those topics because I knew sometimes even I don't want to touch, but I knew my Dad would because that's what he is, and he he's standing by what Christ says. And there are gonna be some that listen to this, and I guarantee there will be some that will disagree, and that won't wanna won't wanna agree with what
1: and challenge me what my through dad. scripture that I'm wrong.
0: Yeah, and that's that's my Dad. Um, because when it comes to the end of the day. There is only one thing that we can do, and that is to look at Scripture and to truly understand uh, what it means to be a Christian and what it means to follow God's Word. And so, I, I guess for me now, you know, there's so many other topics that Dad and I, you know, could get into about things, but and I'm not here to to be a you know opinion speech. Uh, I don't want to force things on people, but I also want people to understand that they're. There's a right and a wrong, and, and not saying that my dad has all the answers, because uh, I think he can attest that he doesn't have nope. all the answers, um, but I think we also...
1: But in the house, I'm right. Okay.
0: Uh, but I think... In, uh, but we all have th- what we know is right uh, because of the Word of God, and so I, that's really what I wanted to talk to him about today, and what I really wanted him to dive into, and, and to have that conversation, like I said... Um, not every episode is just going to be just an easy episode where I just make you guys so happy and glorious and it's going to be great. No, there's going to be episodes where it's going to be a little harder to listen to. But I like what Dad said and, and the the real, um, real life he brought into that. So Dad, before we kind of finish up, I, I want you to share maybe just what's what's something that you want to to leave people with that is an encouragement to um, maybe a test testimony to what God has done in your life, but that maybe that can do in theirs as well. You
1: know, God can take a, a person that's been living a sinful life and, and changing them into something that's a, a, a very positive thing and a very uh, powerful thing. Um, he took a, a young man who wasn't very confident in all he had and all he did and then made him more confident. Um, uh, when I got saved at age 19, I've been saved now almost uh, for 40 years. It's been to be 40 years coming up I've been saved. And uh, that's uh, to me, is amazing. I've been saved almost three times as many, long as I've been been around. Um, I'm going to be 59. I'm 59 now. I'll be 60 next year. And uh, I've been saved so for 40 old. years. Yes, well, that's according to you. I still beat you down the street <laughs> about for a three-mile run. Let's go. <laughs> So, uh, continue. <laughs> uh, so just being, being encouraging to others and just, um, staying in the word of God and, and, uh, God has made an imperative in my heart that if, if I'm not in the word of God and I can't learn from him and share to others, um, so I need to be in the word of God. I need to study the word of God. I need to, uh, to develop my opinions and my discernments on the word of God and nothing else. And I let my personal opinions come in. Sometimes that clouds or convolutes what I'm thinking. Uh, and I can't do that. I have to trust the word of God for my thought patterns. And, and sometimes I've got to be told that I'm wrong and how I think and do. And I don't have the, all the answers, but the word of God seems to have lots of answers. And I don't know the word that well as I should, um, even though I, I've never studied the word, the word of God formally. I wish I could have, and I wish I would have had that opportunity to, but I didn't. And so I have to do it on my own, and, and I just pray that uh, I can continue to do that and continue to, to be an example to others and to be a, a shining example to those around me in uh, helping others to see the gospel light. And I know that uh, sometimes they say that you shouldn't open your mouth and talk to people about Jesus, but you have to open your mouth and talk to Jesus. Jesus' example was, he told people, he didn't he didn't just live the example, he he spoke it, and so you have to speak about the gospel and tell others about it if you want them to understand and know.
0: Yeah, I couldn't say it better myself, and um, I think what. He, What's so cool about my dad is that, um, he's not ashamed to say something that he knows people might not agree with. And to be honest, I'm afraid to tell you that's a lot of times the gospel. Um, and I think that's, what's been so cool is, like I said, last episode that my dad is the reason why I'm going to be a missionary in Hungary and, um, even though I know I think in his, in his heart and he probably will never say it, but I think he wishes it was him.
1: Oh yeah. um, That's going
0: over there, but like maybe someday. Yeah. But like dad said to me that God might allow him to go there first to set the foundation for his son to come over. Um, but what I do know is, is, is my dad has been a guy that in my whole life has always been there for me. And, um, I pray that you have a good relationship with your father. Um, I hope you guys have. And I know not everyone has. I know there's some that wish they had a better relationship with their father. Um, had a better childhood growing up. And I think my dad next, sitting next to me is probably the same thing. Thinking about his father and him. As much as his father loves him, I think he wishes maybe things would change in the past. But you can't control that. And so I think what I really hope that you get out of this is that you can be a broken person, but know that every single person you know is broken. The only way we can be fixed, the only way that we can be saved is through Christ. And I think that my dad is evident of that. And I think my dad has shown over years and years of trying to be better and better. There are still days where he'll tell me, I'm screwed up, I'm not good enough. Well, I think sometimes, dad, we all have to realize we're not good enough. Um, but I, my encouragement to you is that just know what my dad went through. Know the the story he went through. But then also, man, life's good being a Christian. It's good knowing that God is in control. Um, and so, um, you know, thanks, Dad, for for being on today. Sure. Uh, you know, he's he's one of my best friends. He's he's my hero. He's a guy that I've looked up to um, through a lot of different things, a lot of tough times for myself. Um. And it's always refreshing to hear my dad's story and to know how far he's come. So I guess my prayer for all of you is that you will sit back and think and maybe even ponder what can you do and how can you grow knowing what Christ has done in your life. And I think with that, I, I just really, again, wanna say thanks to dad, thanks to his story, thanks to what God has done in his life. Um, I wouldn't be here without him, so I, I'm very thankful for my dad. Thankful for what he's done, opening the gates for my love for ministry is partly because of my dad. So I thank him for that. So, with this, Dad, thanks for thanks for again for joining. Sure, and uh, love my dad I'm, dearly.
1: I'll be the best guest you ever had. All right, well, that's, that's a
0: hard that's a hard uh, bargain there for anybody else that's going to be coming on here shortly. So, uh, again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the support. Um, and thank you so much for taking your time, wherever you are driving or just sitting down and, and listening. Um, it truly means a lot. And I hope we've been an encouragement to you today. And I hope that this podcast has been encouragement today. And as always, we'll talk next time.